0: Hey everyone, we're the Girlish Podcast. My name is Gage. And I'm Jay. We're two trans women of color who wanted to start a conversation.
1: We wanted to provide insight into the transition process through our own unique perspectives.
0: Thank you so much for tuning in. Welcome back to another episode of Girlish. Today, we are going to be diving into episode 12, which is all about fetishization. Just to preface this, episode we're going to be messing up this word multiple times we've this is what the third time that we're refilming this because we mispronounced it 17 times in the beginning but like it's a long word and it sounds weird so it's understandable and it's fine it just
1: doesn't flow off the tongue well like it's just a bad word like fetishization like that's a tongue twister it should i shouldn't i shouldn't have to be doing you know Peter Piper pecked. like when I'm trying to say a word like it's it's like twenty syllables long, so bear with us, yeah, basically, well, we're gonna be diving into a lot of like trans chaser topics and talking about fetishization. It's a pretty serious topic that revolves around the community. It's just frustrating to see that there's a lot of people that um exist in this community that want to just view us as this sexual entity, and we're people, so
0: yeah, especially as like creators that have experience with YouTube, I think we can speak a lot on that because there are a lot of creepy people on YouTube. We kind of mentioned this in our talking about YouTube video um, or episode, but basically like for years, ever since we've been documenting our transition, I think that we've both had a good amount of people who have either commented or DM'd us saying some weird shit. And like, basically claiming our body, telling us not to get surgery, like the typical signs that you look for when you're trying to identify if somebody has a fetish for you. So, that's also something we'll be diving into today as well.
1: Yeah, and so before we get into the heavy topic, as always, we like to, you know, just kind of tell you guys about what's been going tell you guys what's been going on in our life and just give you guys some insight into who we are as people, because, you know, every trans person is more than their transition. You know, our transition is just, I mean, it's a pretty big part of our lives and who we are, but I would say it's like such a small thing when it comes to like my entire identity. So I think it's important that we both just talk about, you know, who we are, things that we do, What's been going on lately in our lives, and since recently it was the Fourth of July, I think it'd be kind of cool to just kind of tell you guys what we did this past Fourth of July. So, what did you do, Gage?
0: Yeah, um, I also want to apologize because my cat has banged her head against the table about seven times. So, if you hear a thud, that's her. Um, she's like literally a psychopath at the moment. Fourth of July. <laughs> um, so I worked the whole day. I worked. 12 to 8.30. So I was the closer. Um, I mean, I got holiday pay, so that's good. That's the only way I told myself to get through it because otherwise I would have had a mental breakdown. But basically, I've mentioned it a few times. I live in like, or I work in a very rich, affluent, snooty, bougie, whatever you want to call it, white neighborhood, white suburb in Los Angeles. And my store is like on the corner of like a shopping center of a main street. And down that street, there was a 4th of July parade. So as you can imagine, all the white people, all the nice suburban families came out of their houses to go see the parade. And my store was literally right next to the parade. So as you can imagine, there was like a lot of people coming in. We had a lot of interactions, a lot of noises, distractions, stuff like that. And I don't know. Just something about being in that area during the parade was so weird to me because, like I said, it was basically all white people and my coworkers and I were playing a game like, oh, let's try and find the first person of color. The first person of color you find, like you get like $5 or something. Like, We were making a game out of trying to find a person of color because it was so hard to find one and it just makes me think about like how far removed some people are from the rest of the world like all of these white people live in this little bubble and they all have money they all have privileged lives but like they're celebrating this holiday for america without actually realizing how many shitty things america's doing at the moment and i feel like none of them know that so they're just like celebrating eating hot dogs whatever eating popcorn living their best life When at the border we have families being separated, people in literal camps, children being taken away from their families, people being deported, and people dying because they don't have the proper care. Like, I've never been a a really big fan of the Fourth of July, especially recently, because I don't stand for a lot of the things that this country or our president is pushing for. So it was just like surreal. It didn't feel like I was like, in a real situation, just being surrounded in that area. I felt like I was in a movie, like a horror movie or like it was the purge. Like, you know, the people in the purge, I felt like this was the parade that they would hold after they just killed all the people of color in the area. Like that's how creepy it was. And at one point this guy came into the store and he was like basically yelling at me because I'm one of the managers. And he was like, this parade has been going on for 73 years and we've never had like a retail space blocking the intersection because apparently like where our store was built that's where they usually have like the stadium where everybody does announcing and all of that. And I was like, "Okay, Ronald, like I don't know why you're yelling at me. I I'm not the one that built the store. It's really out of my control." And he was just like being really pissed off and like talking about tradition because you know how older people are when like you have a tradition in a community that want to keep it going, which is understandable. But this one was, I don't know, it just felt off to me and I didn't like it and I felt very uncomfortable and it was weird. Yeah, that just, that
1: sounds awful. Like I, I can't imagine. And I mean, I can kind of imagine actually, cause I back uh, for this past vac- er, um, vacation, what is it called? This past holiday, um, I went back to my girlfriend's parents' house and uh, we live or we're from Southwest Florida, but their parents recently, her parents recently moved to Punta Gorda, Florida, and which is Spanish for fat point. I don't understand why it's called that, but it's called that. <laughs> and um, it's crazy because like a, this town has a Spanish name, literally like, like, and it, it, you can just see like, you, it's like very Spanish influence, like with a lot of the stuff and the culture around. But then this town is so fucking white. And then we came back, there's literal signs like on the street that say like, that are put up by the police station that say blue lives matter, like, like all over town. And it's ridiculous. Like the, the, the police force put that up and like, it just frustrates me because I'm coming back here for the, for for the 4th of July. And I went to a Mexican restaurant and there was someone wearing like a MAGA hat there and it's like, this no is like, way. like a Mexican restaurant. So oh shout out God. to that guy. Um, I hope that and I can't even say that I hope that people spit in his food, because the Mexican restaurant was called Dean's. And literally everyone working <laughs> there was fucking white. But like, it, it's, it's, I don't, I don't understand. I think we live in like the worst timeline. Because it's so crazy that everyone's out celebrating. Everyone's like going to see fireworks. Everyone's just so happy that, you know, they live in this country, this country that puts kids in concentration camps. And it's like, I just, I don't get it. And so it's really hard to like come and celebrate. The only reason that I was celebrating was because I got two days off of work. And, um, my girlfriend really wanted to see her parents and they always have the tradition to going to go and see fireworks downtown. So I just went along with, and I just kind of hung out and, um, but yeah, no part of me was very happy about everything that's going on. It's kind of, it feels almost insane how we can just sit here, celebrate a country when you see all this stuff going on. And I feel like, I know that the concentration camps in like Germany was like, a lot a bigger deal and it was like a lot more intense than i would say stuff that's going on today but it's still real what's going on today and a lot of people talk about when they talk about germany how can how did so many people sit by and not do anything how come no one stood up and did anything for these people they watched all this stuff happen how come no one did anything and it's like you're literally doing that right now you're out celebrating this country that's doing that right now to its people and you, you don't even realize, and that's how that happens. That's how fascism is. And so like, it's, it's really frustrating to, to kind of, you know, do that or like see that being a community where it's a bunch of like rich white people or retired white old people who just really don't understand that the lives of people of color are, are being just, you know, slaughtered and, and, and not being taken care of. And they're just gloating and in this, you know, vacation home and it's it's kind of frustrating,
0: yeah, and it's not like really to say that we hate America. it's mostly well, I mean at the, its current state, I don't like it as much as I used to, um, but basically, like it's just you really have to be aware of what's going on around you, and I feel like a lot of people use the Fourth of July as like an excuse to, oh, let's just go get drink and have fun and blackout on the beach, like something like that. And it's like, you do realize what's happening in this country and you you can't just forget about it for a day and celebrate it knowing that that's happening. At least for me, I feel weird doing that. So it's not necessarily that I like hate America. Like I'm grateful that I live here. There's a lot of opportunities and things that I've gotten that I would not have if I didn't live here. It's just like, The current state of our country is not good and i i can't like consciously forget about all of that for a day just so i can watch some fireworks and go to the beach and relax like that i can't do that
1: yeah um for me like i'm a a first generation mexican american my dad literally came straight from mexico to work and so i i see the struggle that like my people have and how they always have, and a lot of them coming here for a better life. Because it is a better life here. And especially when you're coming from a place that might, you know, be um, filled with crime, filled with, you know, there's a war on drugs um, that goes on in specifically even smaller towns in Mexico, and that my dad like grew up in. So like, it's really crazy to see that People don't care about that. They don't care about the lives of other people or really understand why maybe people want to come to this country and you know support themselves and what the what they're willing to do to support themselves. So it is a little frustrating, but since you said blacking out on a beach, it made me just think you're going <laughs> to Hawaii's. <laughs> yes, <I laughs> that's mean. a horrible transition. I'm very sorry. But <laughs> that I want was to line up. A to really good
0: transition. I'm <laughs> like I'm impressed. But yeah, tell us about um, that. Yeah. So I'm going to Hawaii on July 11th to the 17th. My birthday's on the 19th. So it's kind of like a birthday present. That's how I see it. Cause my birthday is on the 19th. My boyfriend's is on the 21st and then a friend that we're going with is on the 23rd and we're all turning 25. So it's like a joint three-way birthday party in Hawaii. And yeah, Going back to blacking out on the beach, that's probably what I'm going to be doing after I have 17 pina coladas because I have had a very stressful month of working and I need to relax and that's what I'm going to be doing and I'm really excited. Also, I didn't realize like how pale I am. Like I was wearing shorts the other day and I looked down at my legs and I looked like a Caucasian person and that enough just makes me realize that I need sun and I need to tan because I can't do that. Yeah, I think
1: I'm really excited for you. I've always wanted to go to Hawaii. It seems like a really cool place to just, you know, travel and have a nice, you know, vacation at. And do you know what um island you're going to? Like which one
0: you're,
1: you're Um gonna we're going to be in at? Honolulu. Oh, fun. Yes,
0: I'm excited. We were so we were thinking about going skydiving, but literally a week ago, there was a report about a plane crashing and killing everybody aboard during a skydiving excursion. And I was like, you know, like I want to go skydiving, but I also don't want to die. So it's like, do I want to risk it or do I want to play it safe? I think I'm going to go anyways, but speaking we'll
1: Speaking of dying, you also, I know this introduction is going a little long, but you also just had
0: like two major, well, kind of, there were two big earthquakes that like hit your area. Oh, my fucking God. Yes. If anybody lives in California or Los Angeles area, you know that we just had two earthquakes, literally back to back. And I also, I felt like a tiny, tiny one last night. So three. And I've only experienced one earthquake. And that was like 17 years ago. And I just experienced three in a row. And I'm like, why did I move to California? Like the earth is literally going to collapse underneath my feet. I was so scared for you. I kept reading reports. You kept
1: texting me. And I'm like, oh my God, like, I hope you're okay. Like, stay safe. Like, I'm here freaking out for you. And you're just like, oh, it's fun. Like, like. I don't know. It's really funny because like to see your reaction, like you're you're so unfazed (laughs) by it because and but I think about it in like the sense of like, oh, I'm from Florida and every every like hurricane season, I'm praying there's a hurricane so I can get off of work. And like, Uh, yeah, like so I think it's just the same thing. It's just like when you're used to something like this, especially when you're like living through it, sometimes it's not that big of a deal. And I know it's kind of horrible to like pray or like want something to happen, like, that specifically could cause harm. And I know, like, Hurricane Irma hit, like, my hometown. And, like, I had, like, several people that I knew, like, lost, like, large parts of their home. So it's something that I shouldn't, like, want. But at the same time, it's like, like, I just don't want to go to work today, you know?
0: Yeah. Like, when you live in an area that's susceptible to that type of natural disaster, like, I was freaking the fuck out the first time. Because, like I said, it had been 17 years since I experienced an earthquake. And I texted my boyfriend I was like, there's a fucking earthquake. What do I do? I'm freaking out. And he was like, honestly, calm down. It's fine. Like, it's normal. Welcome to California. It's not that big of a deal. And I was like, are you fucking kidding me? Like, I could have died. And he's like, oh, it was kind of fun. Like, it wasn't that bad. It was fun. Like, if you explain an earthquake as being fun, you have issues. Well,
1: what? Well, I'm praying for you. I don't believe in anything but i'm praying for you and i hope that the aftershocks and all the earthquakes stop for the time being i'm sure that they will i'm sure yeah everything's gonna play itself out but mother nature was not happy on the 4th of july she was like no 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 she was was not not. (laughs) all right guys i hope you enjoyed this introduction and um so before we jump into the main topic of the day i want to take a small break for the sponsors
0: so yeah here it is All right. So before we kind of jump into the rest of the topic, kind of just wanted to preface what fetishization is, what a chaser is, just for people who don't necessarily know what those words mean. Um, So essentially fetishization doesn't only have to relate to trans people. There's a lot of different fetishes out there. I'm sure somebody listening to this podcast has a fetish and that's perfectly fine. Good for you. (laughs) But in this context, um, basically we are talking about people who have an affinity or like an attraction to trans women for their particular body parts that they have before they decide to get any surgery. Um, So people that fetishize our identity as trans women and usually only seek out trans women specifically because they're trans. And that kind of takes our identity as trans takes a forefront rather than our personality or our appearance. It's mostly just about the idea of being with a trans woman that arouses most people. And Jay can go a little bit into like what a chaser is, which is really closely related to fetishization.
1: Yeah. So the chaser is the person doing the fetishization. So it is the people that are like per- like purposely going out looking for trans women and seeing them as this object, seeing them as this this um, sexual being. And it's pretty gross. I, I am not a fan. I know there are some trans women who specifically look for IP, uh, men who are into trans individuals, which I think is kind of weird. I mean, I don't judge other people. don't want to, but it's kind of fucking weird like because at that point they're seeing you and they're viewing you as something beyond who you are. They're seeing you only for the fact that you are trans rather than all that goes into who you are as a person. And that that's what bothers me. It's like it's being it's like going on porn sites and seeing the way that trans people are called on on like so like on on these like videos like you'll see these hurtful words, these horrible things that that are being put up for like these chasers like pleasure so you'll see like trans women being called like she males or um you see a lot of like t girl um i'm trying to think if there's any other um ones i know a lot of times you see tranny when it comes with like titles for Um, like porn and stuff like that. And so it's being like glorified on these, these porn sides. There's a lot of this fetishization and like, not to like, like discount sex workers, 100% support anybody doing anything. Um, But when it comes to the people viewing it and how they're fetishizing the community and how hurtful it can be, because then, you know, whenever someone wants to come out or someone wants to identify or present themselves as a trans person, people see them as that sexual, like thing. People see them as, you know, people that are in the porns. People see them as this person who want, who's doing this for a sexual reason. And that's what's really, really hard about that. And that's what's really, really annoying to me about chasers. And I think we both have had our experiences when it comes to chasers, re- re- like regarding like our online content. I had like a situation in real life that's kind of crazy that I'll dive into. But yeah, it's pretty wild. Everything that we go through.
0: Yeah, kind of going back to the porn thing, actually in 2018, trans porn was literally in the top five searches worldwide. So that kind of just goes to show you how trans women are viewed in the porn industry, the sex industry. They're kind of like a commodity. So it's like the best of both worlds, and people like seeing that. And it's not even people that are actively trying to pursue trans women. In real life, it's just like a thing that people like to watch, apparently, when they're watching porn. So it's not like it's really when people say, like, trans women, like, nobody wants to date a trans woman, blah, 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 like they're gross. It's funny that so many people say that, but trans porn is literally one of the top searches. So it makes you think, like, okay, you might say to my face that you hate trans women, but what are you actually watching when you're watching porn? That's the real question. It's insane to see that
1: we're discriminated against so much. We're, you know, constantly being called this or that. And there are people out there literally jerking off to trans individuals. And I just, I hate that so much. I hate the idea of that so much. And it it is frustrating because that constantly happens. You don't even know the amount of times I've gotten DMs from guys who I go on their profile and their bios have their girlfriends like, at or like initials in like it happens all the fucking time and and it's annoying and uh I just I don't know it's like it's really frustrating to me. Um but yeah I'll get that all the time. I'll take pictures with me and my girlfriend but I'll still get guys that come into like my DMs and I'm not sure if you know it has anything to do with my transition um, but on all of my tags and all my posts, I put hashtag trans. I'm very vocal about my transition on all my pictures. And so I think, I mean, men are kind of idiots, but I think you can, can like, be, you'll be an idiot. Literally. Like, you'll be an idiot if you didn't, like, see that or, like, weren't paying attention to that. Or I'll, I'll definitely get an influx in DMs after I post a transition picture. Our podcast, like, <laughs> you should t- tell tell them this, like, like oh, the DMs you get on God. our
0: podcast. <laughs> we get so many DMs on our podcast after we post, like, our transition pictures. Also, if you're not following us on Instagram, you should. Um, but basically, like, people see our transition pictures because, like you, you were saying, we use a lot of hashtags just to get growth and to show people in the community that we're here. But like we get so many DMs of guys and they're like, hey, beautiful. Hey, honey. Hey, sweetie. I'm like, first of all, we literally have podcasts in our at. Like, this is a podcast, sweetheart. Like, this is not a personal page. I don't know why you're trying to flirt with us. Yeah. And it's
1: kind of crazy to to see that so many people like are like so drawn to trans women. And it's okay to like be curious or to like like want to try and understand what a trans person is or things about like that but when you're a person's like purposely searching for people that are just like this because you have some sexual fantasy it's it's so annoying and it happened a lot whenever i made like a youtube video about me wanting to get a surgery like me wanting to get bottom surgery i was planning it i had everything all set up and had so many i can i had so many people email me, not even leave a comment, like go on my bio of my, my YouTube video and email me telling me, don't get the surgery. Don't get the surgery. It's like, you're so, you're so perfect without it. And it's like, that's so fucking gross. That's so fucking gross that you're sitting here and like, you're, you're doing this, you're fetishizing me and you're not taking into account me as a person. You're literally just viewing me as like this, this thing. And I I hated that feeling like my body didn't belong to me.
0: Yeah. So I think that's a good point. So we want to discern the difference between being curious and having a fetish. There are a lot of people I've dealt with a lot of guys when I was dating a couple of years ago that have questions, like genuine questions that are curious, just want to know more. And that's not a fetish. Like just because they're asking you questions about your trans identity doesn't necessarily mean that They are seeing you as a purely sexual object. They just simply want to know because maybe they haven't experienced a trans person before. But I think you brought up a really good point about people on YouTube saying like, don't get surgery, blah, blah, blah. Keep what you have. You're beautiful. I think that is probably the biggest sign that you're interacting with a chaser or somebody that fetishizes you as a trans woman. So like if you... Or talking to someone, or you're dating someone that is like very passionately opposed to you getting bottom surgery or getting any type of other gender affirming surgeries. I'm sorry, but chances are they are with you because you're trans and because they enjoy that part of your body more than your happiness. And that is what kind of tells you because at that point, it's basically you are like a body and a piece of pleasure rather than an actual human being that needs this surgery to move on and be happy in life. So if anybody tries to stop you from a surgery, I would definitely investigate that relationship. It's for sure a red flag and it's something that needs to be dealt with because at the end of the day, you have to get the surgeries that you want. And if somebody is trying to prevent you from doing that, yeah, that that's not good at all. And I think that we should also, like,
1: talk about, like, the trans community, because I know a lot of the trans community, Um, a lot of times you see trans individuals looking for other trans partners. And when that scenario comes into play, when, like, trans individuals are looking for like-minded people, I think we should also discern that that doesn't correlate to... um to like a chaser that doesn't correlate to someone who is being malicious about this or being sexual in nature about this rather than someone looking for someone with a like-minded personality or a like-minded situation that they can relate to. And so I see uh, definitely a lot of trans individuals that date and get together. We talked about it in a previous episode and I think that's perfectly fine. I think it's really cool to see that happen And it's really, really just amazing. And so when trans individuals do it, especially if it's not stemming from a place of this like sexual interest, then I 100%, that is not a chaser. So there's definitely these like different things that you have to go through and like to understand it. But like I have like some crazy examples and I know you've gotten a lot of like DMs and like messages on YouTube. But like I had one in-person crazy crazy story that happened to me and it was wild and I've told it on a YouTube video before but it was a very interesting situation regarding a chaser I was really early on in my transition like I was so masked and not in like a gay cute way like in like a I was a masculine man that had just started transitioning like like for like two months I was just on hormones so I was definitely growing out my hair I was very much in that like awkward stage of a transition and it was really really weird and like a difficult like time for me cuz i was working like in fast food and so i was like getting you know, getting people's orders and talk talking and communicating with a lot of people and so i got this one customer who came up to me and asked me what time i got off like he was like just saying like how i how was i and then he was like what time do you get off and a lot of customers make small talk so i didn't think anything of it and so i was like oh i get off at like 5 like whatever And um, he was like, okay, cool. And then five o'clock comes around and I get off and I clock off my shift, but I I was going to take an hour break and I was working a double. So I was taking an hour break and then I was going to come back on. And so for that hour break, I was just sitting at one of the tables in the restaurant. And this man literally comes up to me at five o'clock. Like he waited for me to get off the clock. And I was doing my homework. I was sitting at the table doing my homework. And he was just kept trying to talk to me, kept trying to like like flirt with me he was saying like you're so beautiful and i was like oh my god what the fuck is going on i like freaked out and then like he like was like being really weird and like lingering in like the area he was kept asking me if i wanted to get something to eat with them and i was like no i have to go back to work and so i like closed all my books and i like ran to the back and like i told my boss and then like 30 minutes later Uh, like another trans girl that works with us in the restaurant, she came in and she kept talking about this weird experience that she just had with a boy that was trying to like ask her out and flirt with her and stuff like that. And so we concluded that it was the same guy and he was viewing us because we were trans women. He was seeing us and sexualizing us and wanting to be with us because we were trans. And that was like so scary, a very weird situation. I I went and bought pepper spray, like the day after, because that was like so terrifying. And I just, I don't want to be in a situation where I'm leaving work at 2 a.m. Because that was, that would happen a lot. I'd leave work at 2, 3 a.m. And I I can't imagine just walking outside to my car and being approached by this like really awkward, weird person. And so it was such a weird situation because who knows, because maybe they were a chaser. Maybe they were like looking to harm me because I was trans. And so they were flirting with me. Cause that happens a lot of times where, you know, maybe a chaser is correlated with someone who wants, who has this like internal, like homophobia or internal self that they're like not understanding and they end up being violent towards you. And so it's a really weird situation that, um, that I was having a lot of
0: struggle with. So, yeah. I hate that. That's so gross that he approached literally two people. Like at the same place. We were were wearing just goes to check it. Yeah, we were wearing the same uniform.
1: So like we worked together. We were going to talk about it like fucking weirdo.
0: Like you're literally working. First of all, honestly, we can do a whole episode about people being fucking weird when you're working and like hitting on you. But that's a different story. And like in that context, like that's scary. Like because you when you think about it, like if somebody hits on you at work, they know where you work. They can kind of get an idea of where you're going to be at a certain time during the day. And especially in that situation when he's like, it's clear that he has a motive to get with a trans girl, like just knowing that he knows where you work and where your coworker works, that's, that's scary. Yeah, I'm definitely blessed
1: that I had a lot of like really amazing coworkers at the time. Like one of my um, good friends, his name is Eric. Shout out to Eric. I love you. Um, he was really sweet. He was like, I'll walk you to your car. And like, whenever I would close and stuff like that, I had like a group of people that would just like walk with me back to my car to make sure that I was safe. And so I think that's really important to be surrounding yourself with like really, really good people who want to help and support you. And it was just really creepy and really weird. (laughs) And yeah, I just, I hate when that happens, when like just someone approaches you that way. Because I don't know, like, there's like you can sense when someone is like being flirty and they're trying to be nice and you can sense also when there's just some like weird malicious like intent behind it and that was like the weirdest experience i think i've ever gone through in person so like it was a weird time
0: yeah and that kind of goes into our first question for this episode um, as most of you may know by now we do answer a few questions during every podcast episode um, that are asked on our Instagram. So basically, our first question is: What impacts do you think fetishization has on the community? And that's from It's Josh six oh six. Um, so like you were saying, like it does, it puts a type of lens on the trans community as us being, first of all, like out of the ordinary, obviously, but also kind of sexualized in a sense that, like we were talking about for porn. So one of the top searches. And then in your situation, a guy literally came to your work and tried to approach two different trans women. So I think it shifts the kind of perception of our trans community as being like a sexual commodity rather than we're just people. And a lot of the times, like our trans identity takes a forefront in who we are as people when it's actually such a tiny part, like there's so many different facets of our identity and our personality and our experience in life that are more important than the fact that we're trans. And I think fetishizing us specifically as sexual objects simply just reduces us to that type of object. And I think that's oftentimes how people see us is just, oh, you are that girl that has a penis, or blah, blah, blah. And it's like, it sucks because you try so hard to kind of break out of that bubble and prove that trans people are just normal. But it's just constantly being reinforced through so many different types of forms of media that we are, like, being trans is such a big part of our identity. And It's hard. It's hard to break free from that because I know there are a lot of people that do go stealth because they don't want to have to deal with all of the implications of either dating as a trans person or having to explain to everybody that they're trans. So I think it just, it makes it harder for us to live life because we're only seen as like sexual objects, basically. Yeah.
1: In a perfect world, like I would love, you know, to be out, in like in like everywhere I go, I would love everyone to know that I was trans, right? In like a perfect world, that is would be great, like for people to just be accepting all around. But you never know the kind of people you run into. And the reason I'm transitioning is because I'm doing everything that I can in order to just be perceived as as cis person. And I know a lot of people hate when you know, you know, you say that or a lot of people hate when trans people like um, try and consider themselves or try and identify as closely as they can with a cis individual but like my whole purpose of transitioning was because I felt like I wanted and I felt like I needed to be like this I I need I needed to identify as a woman and it was my it's what I needed to do and so it was very important to me that I did that and um it kind of sucks when you have people like these trans chasers, I was going to say tranny chasers, because that's what I call them. Um, But like, when like, you see these people, um, just like, come up to you, tell you things, like this constant reiteration on like, my videos on all the content that I make, of like, you need to stay this way, because like, you're so perfect this way. And it's like this gross language that like, this isn't allowing me To grow as a person, they don't want to see me, you know, be as as feminine as I want to be. However, I want to express that femininity, and so it's pretty difficult to be able to just like when I want surgery. The last thing I want is people in my ear saying, "Don't get your surgery," especially when the last thing I want is for men in my ear to tell me not to do something because that's definitely going to make me want to do it even more. But it is frustrating because. When you're viewed as this thing that like is talked about, like this, like you're viewed as only your body, like only your body matters to these people. When you're constantly seen as that, it's really, really hard to like get out of that mindset that, that like my body isn't like, isn't mine. Cause it feels like that a lot of times where I constantly get, kept getting told these things about like my body or like what they want to do to me. And I constantly kept hearing this over and over again. And it was hard because I, I want to feel okay in my own like skin. I want to feel like I'm my own person. And I don't want anyone to tell me what I can or can't do, especially when it comes to surgeries, especially when it comes to how I want to express or identify myself as. So it is really, really frustrating. I recently got a DM. And it was the grossest thing that I think has ever happened to me. Um, But someone took Instagram pictures of me and I want to make a whole YouTube video about it because I want to show the actual pictures because they're, they're like, anyways, someone took Instagram pictures of me and they edited, edited them. So it appeared that I was naked, but instead of like showing actual like breasts, whenever they added boobs to me they like put like stars, like emojis over it. So it looked like I, and in the corner of the picture, they also put like my handle, like it says like reposted by, from like Jay Noel, like they put my handle. So it looked like that I had posted those on my, my actual like Instagram. And I was just like being the sexual, I don't know. So they edited like with me, like, having, like, boobs out, and they covered the boobs, which was really weird, and they also put that it was posted by me on the corner, so it looked like it could po- possibly be real. Like, it's it's funny how bad the Photoshop is, but it looked like it was something that I could have posted on my personal Instagram, which is really gross, because, yeah, like, I was, I cried whenever it happened, because someone f- took the time out of their day to, like, Photoshop 10 pictures of me naked, like like people are actually taking control of my body without my consent they're doing all this horrible horrible things and like i genuinely cried like so hard we were on the way to a friend's house and i had i was in the car and emily had to like take over and drive because i was crying so much because it was just so gross like feeling so icky about your your own body and what people are thinking about it. It was really, really weird. And I don't know, I can't even explain that that sensation, that feeling of just feeling like I was not my own person. I did not have control over who I was. And that's why it's really hard to be a trans creator online because that happens all the fucking time.
0: Yeah, I remember the day that you told me and you showed me those pictures, I was honestly shocked that somebody would even do that like first of all why would you take the time to do that and like what's the purpose of fake photoshopping somebody as being naked I don't know obviously it's some type of fetish that he had that he wanted to share but like to share it with you I don't know that whole situation was really gross and I hated that and I felt really bad for you because I feel like that kind of goes into why sex work is so prevalent in the trans community. A lot of people like are constantly shaming trans sorry. A lot of people are constantly train or shaming trans women because they are in the sex industry. But if you look at it like people are fueling that industry every single day by doing the things that you were talking about, by sending photoshopped pictures of them being naked or by watching trans porn or by trying to find trans people specifically on Grindr or something like that. So it's like we're constantly being seen as a sexual image. And obviously that does feed into the sex industry and how people are operating and making money and profit profiting off of that. And I honestly think it's like a way for certain trans women and I've heard from them that it's a way for them to kind of reclaim their own sexuality because so much of it is taken from them when they're fetishized so it really just goes to show you like how trans women are seen as sexual objects and like obviously that's why a lot of trans women turn to sex work because it's so in demand and it shouldn't be but it is and that kind of it's just how the way the world is at the moment. Yeah, it,
1: it doesn't make sense why people are this this way, why people can't see beyond that and understand that I'm just trying to be happy. I'm just trying to live my life. I'm trying to do whatever I can to pass within society. And I, I don't know, like it just, it's, it's frustrating. And so, but that will bring us to the second question. And the second question is, did slash do you find this a struggle when you're dating? And this question comes from a friend of mine, um, whose name is Oliver. So shout out to you, Oliver. Um, but I think this is a pretty interesting question and we've talked about dating in the past and we'll probably continue talking about dating in the future. I'm fortunate enough where, um, I, uh, have been with my partner for the past four years and so she kind of went through my transition process with me and so she has been able to support me fully throughout my entire transition not thinking anything of it really just being the best partner in the world but I know Gage you have seen some uh you know some fun stuff with Um, dating
0: (laughs) yeah so Like I mentioned before, there was a brief period where I was on Tinder, blah, blah, blah. So I actually, I genuinely don't think I've ever experienced like a true fetishization experience where somebody like specifically was looking for me because I was trans. I did get a lot of questions like people asking, I mean, there were personal questions, questions you should definitely not ask somebody the second you start talking to them. But like, I get it. It's more of an educational thing, Um, but I did have a lot of people asking me like, oh, have you had the surgery? Have you, do you have boob job? Have you had your face done? So like those type of questions I think are harmless and I think that's why it was important for us to differentiate between being curious and having a fetish because there are a lot of people on dating apps, like trans girls on Tinder is not something that's uncommon anymore, like it's common for that to happen. So there are going to be people that have a lot of questions. Um, but in terms of YouTube, like definitely, like you were mentioning before, I've gotten so many comments. And there's this one guy, I remember his profile picture like vividly and have nightmares about it. Um, I don't remember what his name is, but I think he's actually commented on your videos as well. James Senek Bitch. Yes. That's his fucking <laughs> name. I'm literally obsessed with trannies like i I've been watching videos by like Maya and other smaller or not smaller, but like other trans girls, and like he's always in the comment section like oh, baby, always. You're so sexy. literally you are always just so stunning, I love your hair and your your body is so sexy. I'm like first of all, James, you need to calm down, like you said the same thing about me, and now you're saying the same thing about these other girls, like stop first of all, it's so and, like, weird, it's weird, and like. I've made a few videos about surgery and he's always like, you don't need to get surgery. You you're beautiful just the way that you are. I don't think you need it in order to be a beautiful girl. And it's just like, why do you think that you can say that to me? And especially to literally every trans girl that says that they want surgery. It just goes back to show you like these types of people don't really see you as an actual person. They don't care what makes you happy. They don't care if getting the surgery is going to improve your quality of life or make you less depressed. They just want you to keep the body part that's going to make them feel the most pleasure. And it's sad. And especially when it's over the internet, because like he has access to all these trans girls and is saying all these things. And I feel like we have gotten used to that type of attention, Like, just imagine a trans girl who hasn't, and he's like commenting, don't get surgery, blah, blah, blah. Like that's basically planting a seed in her head that she needs to keep that part of her body in order to be desirable. And that's really fucked up. So I hate that that happens and it's disgusting.
1: Yeah, I think it's definitely um, a difficult thing when it comes to relationships and dating. I can't imagine having to like go through the whole dating aspect and it can be really complicated it can be really really complicated not knowing who you're getting into relationship with sometimes you don't even know and maybe this person might be like sexualizing you and i can't even imagine like doing that and how hard that might potentially be so in regards to that yeah i can see how it can be very very scary but yeah, with that being said, fuck you, James, for always commenting on all of our pick on all of our videos and all of everything that we, we do. Um and we fucking hate you. And when I made this topic, when we decided to talk about this, we specifically had you in mind. So how about you kiss our ass and um yeah, just get off of YouTube. Cause it's honestly yeah, on, so on you-
0: behalf of every trans girl, James, fuck off. <laughs> we don't like you. Exactly.
1: All right guys. So thank you for all the support. I know this episode was a little bit shorter. It's just, we both are very busy lately and we have somewhere to be. So, um, Thank you guys for everything. We appreciate all the continuous growth and continuous support. We have some amazing news coming soon. We're going to be getting some more people on the podcast. I'm not going to say who, but there are some, you know, some bigger people coming on that want to help us out and be a part of the show. So we're very, very, very excited to be doing that in the future.
0: Yeah. So once again, thank you all for listening. To us, week after week, especially since we started, really rocky. We just reached our first milestone of ten thousand plays. It's crazy to think that literally our podcasts, our episodes, our voices have been broadcasted over ten thousand times. And again, we're still so new to this, so it's really encouraging to see all that growth. And we're so thankful. We're almost at a thousand followers on Instagram, which is also insane. So I just really want to say thank you again to everybody who's been supporting us so far. Um, if you want to, you can follow us on our Instagram at Podcast. That's where we post a lot of transition photos, a lot of updates. You can ask us questions. You can be featured in newer episodes. So I just thank you. That's all I really want to say. We've been hitting a lot of milestones. And like Jay said, we have a lot of cool things planned in the future. So definitely stay tuned for those. We have a lot of things coming your way yeah, I 100% agree. And if you haven't already,
1: please share with all your closest family, friends, anybody that you want who needs to learn a little more about the community or who wants to hear our stories and our perspective on things. So please, please, please share with as many people as you can. But with that being said, have a great, great, great rest of your day and we'll see you guys in the next one. Bye. Bye guys.